Welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTIQ news and public affairs show, featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. Live from the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening, loves. Welcome back to another episode of Blooming Out. I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Justin Robertson. I'm Lucas I, Fisher. God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Your business. I'm so sorry. Well, it should go Melanie, Justin, Ireland, Lucas, right? That's how it is in, you know. We get a script. Okay. I, I just need to jump in quicker. I'm always nervous about it. So I, like, I was way, I looked, okay, I looked, it's okay. I'm just, I'm being a baby. Do you want to go first, Lucas? And I'm Lucas Fisher. And I'm Ireland Meacham. Damn it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we tried. Okay. I'm sorry. <sighs> well, I'd ask how it's been, but I think we know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm man. So we had some uh, issues last week with the show. Apologies, everyone. Um, there's it was just a whole lot of stuff going on. And uh, I don't know, how's everybody's last two weeks been then? Well, um, well, I kind of had a sad week last week because I found out one of my family's dogs passed away. But Oh, um, oh that's terrible. I'm so I know. Sad. And it just made it harder because, like, I, you know, I obviously I'm in New York and away from them and everything. But then, um, like, my sister, like, had to be quarantined because she's on campus and her roommate actually contracted COVID and so she was in quarantine and she like went over to like see my mom and like couldn't even hug her or anything you know so it's just like the whole situation just hard but you know life goes on where is your sister at university are you she's in Bloomington here yeah yeah so um and she didn't she tested negative so I mean she's very careful you know but I don't know, just like I'm endlessly worried about her and just being on campus and like, I don't know, it just seems like the whole situation is just such a mess. Um, and I yeah, don't it know. Is. Bloomington is making national news for the fraternities and the sororities and everything. And then people from my old hometown of Chicago have been contacting me, like, escape from Bloomington, you know, wanting me to go to Chicago, of all places. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, every- it just seems like every decision the school makes or anything, like, just backfires totally. I don't know, like, the, you know, decision to, well, I guess the whole, you know, fraternity, sorority situation is up to each individual house, whether to close or not. But now that they've, you know, already had students back on campus and they all made the decision to have people live in at the sororities and fraternities and, you know, the clearly what was going to happen happened and now they can't send any students home either because that would be dangerous. So I don't know. It just like we could I feel like we could have been way smarter about this and avoided this whole situation Right. But I'm terribly cynical about it. I think it all comes down to money. Oh, obviously it does. Yeah. Obviously it all comes down to money. Um, money. It's such an incredibly stupid idea to open up a fraternity or a sorority during a pandemic. Yeah. 
Well, and the high schools, well, all MCCSC opened today, too. Today was their first day of oh. in-class. Didn't they decide that, like, Monday? Monday. To, like, afternoon. Yesterday? Well, the day before. And using old data. So, um, by, by the new metrics, they shouldn't have opened at all, but uh, they were looking at something from a week ago. And um, we've jumped since then. We yeah. are um, positivity rate on tests is twenty percent, so which is pretty high. Mm. Uh, and that was as of Sunday, so I don't, I don't know if they had any information from yesterday. I'm just not going to be surprised at mm. all if you know we have a lockdown again. Yeah, it's I mean, next I'm, month. I hope so. I almost feel like we're at the point in the the lockdown phase where no one cares anymore and it's just going to go get swept under the rug and we're we're already minimizing it and we're opening things up like the school thing really shocked me there's like a thread on reddit about how they did use like outdated data and it's just like does anyone really care about what's going to happen? Forget about what's already happened. And I heard that the the frats and stuff a couple of days ago just like took all of the COVID tests for the day at the armory a couple of days ago. So there were no more tests after that. They just took them all. So that'll probably happen again. That that won't happen again, right? I I that. From what my sister told me, like, I guess testing is, quote, widely available on campus, but it's usually the spit test, which is not very accurate. And they only are tested, like, I think it takes quite a while for you to get test results back. So, like, by the time you get your results back, that data is, like, a week old already. And you've already been to classes at, you know, all these different buildings and gone to all these different places and whatever. It just, the system is not, it doesn't work, you know? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I can't help but feel that history will not be kind to us during this time. They're going to think that we were just a bunch of complete idiots living. Well, we are. I mean, we're trying to go back to normal when that's not possible. Nothing is normal. I mean, you can't go back to normal when it's not normal. Exactly. And And the frustrating part about it is that if people had valued human lives over money and treated this situation like it should have been treated from the beginning, we would already be over. It would already be over. We'd already be past it. You know, it's like, this is what, months since March, I'm trying to do the math, hold on, of five, six, six of this, Yep. you know, and no end in sight. I mean, well, like I said before, it was a nation founded on greed and genocide. So, yeah. total disregard for human life. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> nobody cares. Our tradition, we continue playing out in many different ways. Not and just way. listen to the listen to the the people talking, you know, on their stump speeches and stuff, and Trump especially, and they he just talks about financial issues like this we aren't 
Well, we are. We are to certain class of people. We are. We are. We are. Um, we exist to enrich them, and uh, that's that's very frustrating. So, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what the solution is because I don't know if you can convince people to actually care about each other. Is that a thing anymore? I was talking to my grandmother who's 94 and she showed me her ration book from World War II that she had. And you know, you were only allowed so much sugar, so much gasoline, so much flour, whatever. And she was talking about how, you know, if it was a little kid's birthday party in the neighborhood, she would give up her sugar coupons and rations cards. And everybody did that. They all, you know, bonded together. And I keep thinking (laughs) that would never happen now. You know, people would shoot each other for ration books is how I'm feeling. I hope I'm not correct. But I'm just, I don't know, the, the amount of selfishness I've seen throughout this whole COVID thing, both from individuals and then from institutions like Indiana University has been shocking and terribly disappointing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just well, that's a positive. That's just lovely. Lucas, you uh, had something exciting. You had a birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Lucas. Thanks. Virgo power. <laughs> Virgo power. Oh, wait, we have two Virgos on this radio yeah. show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might call it biased and unbalanced, unfair radio. Yeah, half of this show is Virgos. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. that is pretty biased. Wait, Justin, what are you? I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was going to say Gemini. <laughs> I, I thought like... <laughs> For some reason, I'd heard that you'd say that before. I don't know why. You must have. No, I'm born on Thanksgiving. Uh, Sagittarians are fabulous, Melanie. I was joking. Fabulous. (laughs) Wait, what are you, Melanie? What? I'm a Pisces. Oh, okay. Exactly. Sister's a Pisces. Pisces. (laughs) Virgo's mortal enemy. Just kidding. Or best partner. They're like, it's either or, or both. Wait, really? Everybody yeah. is enemies of Virgos. No. Yeah, that's, I've heard very mixed reviews about. This is news to me, though. Recent news. What? I don't like it. What? That Virgos are the, are the worst. No. Well, I think right. people assume we're like type A and like, you know, like, you know, whatever, like annoying or something, but we're, you know, it's, it's not very it. organized. You're actually human beings, and we are <laughs> here to put a human face on the Virgo. Or two Virgo. human voices. Virgo right. power. <laughs> a, human, a human voice. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, Virgos, I, I either love them or I hate them. And right now, I'm meeting all of these Virgos that I love. Aww. Aww. You know, you guys, of course. And I, I don't know. So I don't know. Maybe I've been prejudiced all these years and I needed to learn a lesson. My ex and I, she she was a, a Virgo. So, oh. so yeah. you know all about it. Virgo, mm. yeah, you know. Yeah. No, I appreciate the Virgo-ness. It's, it's Virgo. good for people. I do too, because Lucas and Ireland keep it all together, you know? Yeah. We do. <laughs> I don't know. I have that Gemini moon, so kind of oh. screws oh. everything up. It screws everything up. My life is living hell. <laughs> I was going to say a Virgo with a Gemini moon. That's really, yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's tough. 
very, very tough. Okay, what's all of our moon signs? Uh, Virgo. I'm a triple Virgo. Oh, yeah, remember Virgo. with the tattoos? Oh, my yeah. Wow. <laughs> Get away. You must have the neatest apartment yeah, in all right. of New York City. Look at it. My I like to say I'm the chillest Virgo you'll ever meet. Chill, chillest triple Virgo you'll ever meet. <laughs> I like Mine is in Pisces. Oh, well, there you oh. go. There you go. So that makes me so that makes me a nice Sagittarius. Um, yeah, feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say most Sagittarius I know are mean. They are all of you. Just kidding. They are some of them. Sagittarius is just a wild card. It truly is. And Melanie, what's your moon? Oh, I'm trying to remember now. Because, you know, it's been a minute. Um, so I have either uh, Libra rising with a... What's what's early January? Capricorn. Capricorn. Capricorn might be my moon. I can maybe see it's it. Sag. Maybe it is Sagittarius. Wow, that would be crazy. I would be a Sagittarius yeah. with a Pisces moon, and you would be a Pisces with a Sagittarius moon. Oh, that's cute. I'll have to check no that wonder. out. We'll no wonder our show is so balanced. Yeah. I'll have to look it up, because my original name is Dandelion Mead, and uh, astrology in my family was a science. Science. And not yeah. And you had to know everybody's rising sign, moon sign. You Pluto trying in the house of everything whatever yeah yeah so i'm gonna have to look you all up <laughs> welcome to blooming out your number one astrology <laughs> podcast for bloomington indiana oh so there is actual news there's like yeah. lots of news there is i'm not sure i want to get to it all though because it's it's not all great news i thought it was all fake news uh, well who <laughs> Yeah, just wait till the uh, wait another month. Anybody want to go first? I can go. Uh, okay, so this one's scary. Uh, doctors in France have discovered two men with drug-resistant strains of HIV. One is a 23-year-old man who was diagnosed with HIV in September of 2019. The second is a 54-year-old man who has had HIV since 1995. Both men have have sex with other men, and they are from the same region in southern France. The men don't know each other, but both have the same HIV-1 mutation that is resistant to all three main classes of antiretroviral medications, which means that there is at least one other person and maybe more in the area or abroad now who have contracted this strain. The 23-year-old man wasn't taking pre-exposure prophylaxis, PrEP, uh, medication uh, that prevents most transmissions of HIV. Um, doctors in France have discovered two men with... Oh, that's... Uh, Sorry, repeat of that sentence. Oh, okay, that's the end of it. Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, so worrisome. <laughs> that's really worrisome, and shows you how scary um, all this can be. And you know, as things evolve and transform. So wait, I'm trying to get clear. One man was on prep. So one. one I don't think uh, it. It just says that the twenty-three-year-old man wasn't on prep, so it doesn't right. about the other guy. But it does. It does go on to say that um, uh, people who regularly stick to their prep re regimen can still contract HIV that, uh, when they're exposed to a virus that is resistant to both drugs, 
used in Truvada. So there are other cases of drug-resistant HIV. These two were the uh, cases, first cases of all drug-resistant HIV. So that's several different combinations that are used to treat. So these, this is the superbug of of HIV, which is the scary part because you know even MRSA, which is a um, different animal altogether, but MRSA is um, resistant to multiple antibiotics, right? But there are some that do work still. It's just resistant to some. And there are some strains of HIV that are resistant to one or two um, uh, drugs. But this one is the one that is resistant to everything. And it's also um, transmissible. Most of the time when these resistance uh, um, strains come up, there are strains that are developed in the body of, of an individual. So it's not something that's been observed to be um, uh, yeah, sorry. I was getting off there on, on something else actually cut that part because uh, I, I just yeah, you know, I've been reading a lot about HIV and we haven't had it much on the show and we need to get people back on to talk about it because it's an increasing problem. It is, because people think that it's just a problem of the past or we have it under control, and we clearly do not. And uh, people have been writing about this, scientists, doctors, predicting something like this happening. Yeah. Well. So we need to be on top of it, everybody. Exactly. You know, take your prep. Um, Use protection all the time. And uh, and don't think it's just something Nobody from does that anymore. What? Nobody does that anymore. And Is that's it... disturbing. That's sad. Well, it's disturbing to people of our generation, Melanie, who grew up with, who lost people, lost a lot of people, tons of people. I have about three people living from that time of my life in the LGBTQ community that were gay men having sex with men. Yeah. That's, it, people forget how horrific that was. And um, we just, we can't go back there, folks. So I never want to go back again. And uh, <laughs> if you think COVID's bad. But I don't know. I've had this conversation with uh, so many people and I don't know. It's just not the same. The mentality is not the same. There's not... Uh, sort of this importance on having safe sex anymore. Because it's, it's not taught in schools. Mm-hmm. Let alone gay in... sex. Oh, yeah. You know? That doesn't exist. That doesn't exist in no. schools. So. Nope. Oh, people. Nope. We need and... condoms everywhere again. Mm-hmm. Right. They used to be at all of the gay bars for free. Um, maybe they still are. I haven't like been... buckets, right? Right. Like, oh, yeah. Just Absolutely. reach in and grab grab a handful. Yeah. Um, and now, well, I'm sorry, go ahead, Lucas. Well, it's just, there's not, you know, schools just really don't teach those things. And I think that's terrible. And, I agree with you. 
And we... About any of that. Any of the, you know, anything. It seems that we heard a lot of it, you know, in that era, toward the end of the 80s and the early 90s. The message was really getting out there again, or again, for the first time. Uh, You know, saying, use protection all the time, be safe. Um, there, There were all kinds of initiatives to push safe sex and awareness. And now I don't hear anything at all. I don't hear any of that anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I find that very disturbing. I feel like I'm the lone voice talking to my young friends and they think that I'm an absolute idiot. Right. <laughs> but then I read things like this and I'm like, see, I don't know. I mean, it's the same with COVID. Like, I mean, we had talked for years about a pandemic happening. They're natural, they do happen. They don't happen in everyone's lifetime, but they do happen throughout history. And people have talked about HIV mutating and being resistant to the drugs. And it's happening. Right before us. So, oh, wow, all right. That's really, that's, that's just awful. So terrifying. Poison them. Be careful. And, and put pressure on people. Like, talk to each other. Hand out condoms. Um, make that a thing again. Uh, and it's not just, you know, transmissible. Uh, between men it's it's anybody can transmit it to anybody else it's uh mm-hmm. in the right conditions and you know i remember in the early 80s when everybody just thought oh it's just gay men getting it who cares they can die and then Oof, it yeah. until, um, <clears throat> women were passing it on to their babies and so forth that yeah people thought of it as a human disease and not just a gay disease exactly well like africa exactly. you know right. Africa is still um, struggling so hard with it. And <clears throat> it's, yeah, it, it's still here. And the news cycle just kind of moves away and on to something else. Anybody want get anything nice? Do we have good? I do have to tell you that <laughs> this is terribly partisan of me. Uh-huh. But the best news I heard in a long time was <laughs> five Trump votes. <laughs> That's insane. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, five? Even one would kind of be ridiculous enough, but there were five of them, and then several others that had trouble. I think it was just five that sank, but, you know, others that were severely damaged by water. Um, that whole thing, really, I don't know. It was the metaphor thing, right? Oh. Yeah, it was the metaphor thing. <laughs> of course, they're all the memes of, you know, Poseidon yeah. <laughs> or Biden. But Poseidon I don't know. Biden. Everything, so biz- everything is so bizarre right now. Well, and they yeah. were saying that it's the, uh, it, it was large boats that caused waves that were so high that it sunk the smaller boats. It overwhelmed, <laughs> it overtook. <laughs> so. The wakes. Gosh, awesome. what a great awesome. metaphor for capitalism. Right? <laughs> wow. great meta- that's wonderful, Ireland, because it's a great metaphor for everything yeah. that's going on. <laughs> that's why. I mean, I can laugh about it because nobody died. If, if people died, I would not be so cruel right now. Um, but I do, I am tickled about it because I just like, see, this is what you get. Yeah, and, I mean, they get so mad about destruction of property. I mean, <laughs> right. and we didn't do can, it this time. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, well, I didn't do that. Oh, well, you didn't do it this time, you evil Virgo. I'm the bad guy. (laughs) Give it a few minutes and it'll get blamed on somebody. Anyway, well, they don't have anyone to blame this time. So it's Kamala in a frog suit. I mean, who knows? I'm leaving. With a drill. <laughs> Those pictures, though, like, come on. Oh, my God, that was it, Melanie. That's what happened. Shh. Shh. Clearly. Be quiet. I'm not trying to tell all the out. secrets. Oh, no. That... I've been some things to this presidency that have really delighted me. And that was one of them. And the other was, of course, Stormy Daniels. Now it's been some time, yeah. Stormy took the stage but um i still she was everything to me she was <laughs> <laughs> tell us about will you tell us more about the stormy daniels because i don't oh, no. remember oh, no. about stormy daniels? talk about it yeah i don't remember that you about no. the president having sex with a porn star and then paying her off and paying her off. Or having her paid off. His lawyer oh. went to jail for it. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I guess I missed that that whole thing. You were probably still in school at the time. It's a really fun bedtime story. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. Oh, wow. That looks like a great story. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, I just found an article, and the title is... Stormy Daniels talks about Trump in the worst 90 seconds of my life. Yes. On oh, yeah. Tour is... And I don't know if we can talk about his genitalia on the radio. But Wait. It was the size of a mushroom. And I got to say, it's really great <laughs> that she's a porn star. Yeah. And she's doing a stand-up tour. Yeah. And is I think she says in her stand-up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, to go see so... her stand-up. And... Gave her a hundred dollars. So it's she's taken to end up just making fun of <laughs> Trump. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> they cash in on that. Yeah. At least someone well, I guess never mind. What a good way. That's a great way to cash in on it. Yeah, I agree. And people still support Trump, so it didn't hurt anybody, did it? She got paid off. Saying, "Oh, my supporters will think it's cool that I slept with a porn star," and they probably do. I mean, this is how egotistic he is. Um, Last week, a second federal judge has ordered a temporary injunction against Trump administration's attempt to allow for discrimination of LGBTQ folks in healthcare. Judge James E. Bosberg of the U.S. District Court in D.C has issued an injunction against Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, rule that change that would roll back legal guidance from the Obama administration that protected transgender patients. Actually, it protected more than transgender patients. It was the whole rainbow. Um, Bozberg ruled that the rule change would impede the public interest by threatening the health of LGBTQ individuals at large. This is the second temporary injunction against the rule change last Last month, federal judge in New York also blocked the rule change. We reported on that, saying that the Trump administration had acted arbitrarily and capriciously in enacting the anti-trans rule change, despite a Supreme Court ruling that expanded federal protections for LGBTQ people. This administration's health care discrimination rule is just another example of its disdain for the LGBTQ lives and law. 
Uh, Lambda Legal Attorney Omar Gonzalez-Pagan said in a, a statement that about the new injunction issued in the Whitman Walker Clinic versus HHS lawsuit, we were gratified that the court in an extensive and detailed decision put key aspects of the disastrous and discriminatory healthcare rule on hold while our challenge moves forward. The rule is unlawful and endangers people's lives, plain and simple. The issue is Section 1557 of the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare, which bans discrimination on the basis of sex. The Obama administration interpreted that ban as prohibiting hospitals, insurers, and other healthcare entities from discriminating against LGBTIQ people, uh, gender nonconforming people, and people who have had abortions in the past. Uh, for several years, the Trump administration has tried to roll back that interpretation of the law, and in June announced new rule that uh, defines discrimination on the basis of sex as sex discrimination according to the plain meaning of the word sex as male or female and as determined by biology, which we all know is bunk. Uh, this would allow healthcare entities to more easily claim that uh, treating trans or non-gender conforming people violates their religious beliefs. But just three days after the rule was announced, the Supreme Court ruled in Bostock versus Clayton County uh, that the ban on discrimination because of sex in Title, not, uh, Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 includes anti-LGBT discrimination when it, it comes to employment. The landmark victory would affect how a broad array of anti-discrimination protections apply to LGBTQ people. So, yay, that's another court. And this really um, uh, it, it shines a spotlight on how important judges are in um, maintaining a rule of law and having kind of a buffer between, you know, um, megalomaniacs, uh, oligarchic folk, um, uh, authoritarians with all their biases, and the people who they are affecting. So uh, we've had several of these injunctions passed down over the past few years, and they have given breathing space. They have allowed uh, more rational thought and argument to enter into the conversation as opposed to just saying, you know, all you queer folk are um, non-protected. You can be discriminated against. You are a group that it is quite legal and uh, um, we take much glee in discriminating against. So elections do have consequences. That's just what I was going to say, Melanie. Everybody go vote because judges are elected officials. So And appointed. Yeah. You know, the, all the federal appointments that Trump has made? True. And, and that have run through the Senate, run by Mitch McConnell. I almost said one of those words you can't say on the radio. Um, <laughs> but... It, it, <laughs> what terrifies me about another term is who is going to go into the Supreme Court. Right. That would be one of the biggest issues, I think. Or, like, you know, there's Absolutely. endless issues, but that's so critical. Ruth Bader Ginsburg can't hold on for another mm -hmm. administration. Mm -mm. She has done everything in her power. That we depend, our democracy depends on her. Isn't that? It's not fair to her. No. The whole democracy. <laughs> Doesn't that suck? Yeah. So, go vote, people.
And there's yeah. there's more good news. Vote for the person that's running. <laughs> because don't write in people. I've don't, I had friends who wrote in, you know, for Bernie last time, and I'm not happy about it because <laughs> I mean, voted for Trump. It's yeah. not how elections work. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just not. And I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of arguments about how if you're going to vote, you should vote for the for a third party like the green party so they can get to this five percent magical five percent and get this magical federal money so they'll gain support on the elections but that just sounds like a scam i I hate to say it no it's i mean that's real that's very real but in the time when you have a choice between and this is something that i've been trying to tell my family this isn't about political um, preference. This is life and death. And and it's not just life and death for the LGBT folk or black folk or, you know, disabled, whoever. This is, this is all of us, right? Um, especially with this, with COVID, that points <laughs> out that this election isn't just about um, those of us on the the you know in the five or ten percent of the population over on the side there it's everyone and um it's about preserving life it's about preserving democracy and yeah a third party fourth party fifth party would be great we i would love to have a more representative system that yeah encompassed more viewpoints um because these two have a stranglehold on us. Yeah. Well, but I mean, the argu- the argument to that is like, you know, if now is not the right time, then when's the right time? Not now. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, exactly. Trump is not a Republican in the traditional sense. I mean, just as Melanie said, this is about democracy. He he is terribly undemocratic. <laughs> and Yeah, I mean, he held his Republican... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's fine. Excited. fine. The, excited he had the he had the Republican convention at the White House, which is just like, well, he had one day of it, and it then he had like a two-hour speech, you know, at the Republican convention where he said, "This is our White House now." Yeah. There's a reason why those other people aren't here, and it was just like. Right. It's, the White House is known also as the House of the People. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's not his. Some of the people. <laughs> a minority of the people, actually. So, I've been watching House Sparks. Time to, and I agree with all of you. I think that we need to have more parties. But, you know, even in countries where they do have a lot of parties, such as France and Japan, it's usually two parties that are dominant. Yeah. And and there are that's, some that's really true. fringe things, but you know, having a, a plurality of ideas and having more debate instead mm-hmm. of just a back and forth, you know, yeah. tennis match. Have it have it bounce around and be forced to hear alternative ideas and be forced to consider those. You know, now we just have platform A, platform B, and it either fits in, in one of those two buckets or it doesn't. You could argue that the Trump administration doesn't. I mean, they are a rogue platform. 
However, the Republican Party has molded itself around them. Um, it's yeah. the Republican Party is using them as a vehicle to get to the places that the Republican Party has been trying to get to for decades now. Like Trump just has no problem with going ahead and enacting things that the Republican Party has been pushing for for years. And uh, um, but was afraid to act. And Trump is not afraid to act. Unless it's, of course, against Russia. But no, I was, I was listening to Hal Sparks has a um, podcast. Do you know who Hal Sparks is? Anybody? Mm-mm. Who? What? I'm sorry, what was Hal Sparks? It's names sounds familiar, but no. Yeah, it does. Why he don't? he was from uh, Queers Folk. Oh, okay. The cute little one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and he does a, a breakdown of Trump speeches right now and other stuff, but those are the most entertaining things I've I've seen. Uh, and he just rips him a new, you know what hole, and. Uh, it's so satisfying to hear somebody just stop the audio, explain how each and everything that is said is just absolutely false, and then move on to the next mm-hmm. one. Um, I love the idea about fact checkers in the debates. I think that that why that hasn't been a thing maybe has been technology, but we have the technology now. Let's do it. Yeah, can we have like a buzzer or something that like the fact checker can hit when he lies? Just like, eh, nope. And Hillary gets the time. And why did I say Hillary? The other person gets the time. Um, we need a gong, like the gong. Yeah, show. like a gong, yeah. Or some sort of like. Yep. Yeah, make it more like a game show. One of those shepherd's crooks that comes out and grabs them and pulls them off stage um, when they lie too much. Justin, do you want to do the Gavin Grimm thing or do we want to go on to something else? Um, I'm good with doing it. Um, you know, I'm sorry to say that once again, we have to talk about a transgender student and bathrooms. Um, so Gavin Grimm is a student who sued the Gloucester County School Board in Virginia in 2015 after the school board voted to ban him from using the boys' bathroom and told him to use a converted closet as a bathroom. Now, a panel of judges at a federal appeals court ruled that schools can't ban transgender kids from using the appropriate restrooms, which is a great ruling. Grimm, who identified as a male since a young age, started using the boys' restroom when he was a sophomore at Gloucester High School after he got permission from the principal. He used the boys' restroom for several months without incidents, and then some parents complained. The school board held a meeting where Graham was called a freak and compared to a dog that urinates on fire hydrants. These are lovely parents. Um, the board passed- That was the school board. That wasn't even the parents. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> lovely school board uh, they have there. Um, and the board passed a decision that banned him from using the boys' restroom and required the school to come up with an alternative bathroom for him. So that's, I believe, when they converted the burn closet into a unisex yeah. bathroom. Um, so Grimm sued the school board, saying that his rights under Title IX were violated. Title IX uh, bans schools from discriminating on the basis of sex. 
plain and simple. The Obama administration had issued guidance that discrimination, quote unquote, because of sex under Title IX included discrimination against transgender students and instructed schools to allow transgender students to use facilities that aligned with their genders. Uh, the appeals court said in its decision, after the Supreme Court's recent decision in Bostock versus Clayton County, we have little difficulty holding that a bathroom policy precluding Grimm from using the boys' restroom discriminated against him on the basis of sex. At the heart of this appeal is whether equal protection and Title IX can protect transgender students from school bathroom policies that prohibit them from affirming their gender. We join a growing consensus of courts in holding that the answer is resoundingly yes. Woo! Woo! So, good for the court. Again. Let my people flush. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this a problem? I know. I'll say it. Like, I'll say it again. I've said it a million times. Like, why is this such a big issue? It does not make sense to me. It boggles the mind. It was manufactured, of course, and they it's even admitted weird. that it was manufactured to create a split. It it it's not an actual it's fear that a bunch mind. of people had. Yeah. It's the, it's the gay panic defense. It's now. we can discriminate against you because of this reason. Yeah, it's an excuse, but it was it was made up. And first it was the transgender folk are going to rape your kids in the bathroom. And and uh, then it was, well, any male bodied person can just claim that they're transgender and walk into the bathroom and rape and pillage your your family. Um, which, A, nothing stopped them beforehand from doing that. And there have been a handful of cases where, peop where men have gone into women's bathrooms and assaulted them. Well, exactly. I mean, do, do people really think that just because it says men or women that if somebody wants to assault somebody, they're just going to be like, oh, I can't go in there. It says women, you know, or it's, right. it's, 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 it's not the gender that people have decided I am, you know. And truly, and the, it doesn't make any sense. The most danger people have isn't from trans folks, isn't from people no, in bathrooms true. even. It's from I, date rape that, and I, people you know and family members mm -hmm. and clergy. Right. I mean, right. I mean, there are... I think when we had talked about this before, there were no cases of transgender people assaulting people in bathrooms. Literally, uh, yeah, like it's there. Not it's not that there aren't any, but there there's like one or two, right? right? Because I mean, there are really crappy trans folk too. Oh sure, I mean, it's not like we're you know all nobody's perfect, but I'm just saying you know it's watch not it. Like see all of this. Uh, well, Melanie, but you're you're subhuman. Yes, I am subhuman. <laughs> We're talking about humans, Melanie. We're not talking about goddesses such as yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, that's all right. No, I, I'm really happy for this ruling. Um, I, and again, it has, uh, it hinges on that Bostock ruling, right? So this is going to go a lot farther. We're going to see a lot more rulings that are based on that Supreme Court decision. Um, and and I think that this is, that was really kind of a, a, a foot in the door moment. So 
as long as we can keep it going, um, this is going to snowball. So that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, the, the rule of law has been suspended and we're uh, we're in some sort of Russian fantasy. Are you leaving us, Justin? I do have to, and I'm so terribly sorry. I'm sorry. Aw. But it's been fun. It and has. Thank you. I, I miss doing a whole show. <laughs> do you, Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. We'll have to figure out how to better incorporate this. Um, well... Hopefully somebody will be getting a car. This can all be cut out. So uh, hopefully somebody, the Gemini, will be getting a car. Oh. I'm sharing a car amongst three people, so they're here too. Wow. Yeah. We've got, I'm giving my mom rides and everything right now, so. Yeah. I'm sort of in the same boat. uh, Yeah. Whatever. You don't need to know this. All you need to know is that I need to leave. You know, you can join (laughs) us from your phone. Oh, can I? (laughs) Yeah. You can click on the link on your phone. All right. And I'll make call. just, you know, join us from the taxi, the Uber, whatever. <laughs> you could be the roving reporter. <laughs> That's a good idea. All right. Bye, guys. It's been a great discussion. Bye, bye. I love you. I love you, too. Have a good week. And happy birthday, Lucas. Thanks. See you. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined everything. What? No. It's okay. We'll take care of it. Everything's fine. I want to talk about the fires that are destroying the status quo. Wait. The fires that are burning down California. The mini fires. With the the controversy. We could do the short things. Uh, how the status quo is destroying us. Over 20,000 people in Cali had to evacuate in San Bernardino County, which is burning because of a smoke-generating pyrotechnic device used in a gender reveal stunt. The woman credited with gender reveal parties, beauty blogger Jenna Carvenuidis, I don't know how to say her last name, I am so very sorry, uh, is again calling for an end to the madness because... She did it last year. Mm-hmm. Stop having these stupid parties for the love of God. Stop burning things down to tell everyone about your kid's penis. No one cares but you, she wrote on Facebook. It was 116 degrees in Pasadena yesterday, and this tool thought it would be smart to light a fire about his kid's D blank blank K. Toxic masculinity is men thinking they need to explode something because simply enjoying a baby party is for sissies. Amen, sister. Stop enforcing the false binary. I, I love that, that woman. She's great. I mean, she like <laughs> in, literally invented gender reveal parties. And then people were like, um, maybe that's not the best thing. And she was like, oh, okay, I get it now. And did a complete 180. You uh-huh. know, it's so cool. We love it. We love we that. Love the complete 180s. It's Good beautiful. Job. Yeah. And that's seriously, funny. all that damage, because again, you wanted to celebrate the arrival of another, you know, penis person in the world. Celebrate. Don't do it in such a dumb way. Um, Yeah. Like this isn't even, it didn't have to be like about, it's just a coincidence really. It could have been any explosive for any stupid party. Oh, but it was this one. 
but it was this one. So you really just you you messed up. <laughs> Screw it up. Uh, Keep uh, it. Yeah. No. We don't so, like the binary. I do have some audio for this this next one. A conservative organization, the American Principles Project, APP, is running three ads against Joe Biden and Senator Gary Peters, from uh, uh, Democrat from Michigan, their, uh, his re-election campaign, using outright fear-mongering lies to use transgender rights as a culture war wedge and claim that the candidates support, quote, child abuse, stating that Biden and Peters are in favor of treatments to change the gender of a child. A gross and misleading statement, going so far as to claim that gender confirmation surgery is performed as young as 15, another outright lie, as it pertains to people who don't have ambiguous genitalia, because, of course, operation on babies to, to change their sex is a-okay. Uh, two of the ads feature former drag performer Kevin Witt, who has said he is both ex-trans and ex-gay, he has claimed that God showed him his true identity as cisgender, a cisgender straight man, uh, and his desires to do drag party or have sex lessened. We all imagine what we might be when we grow up, and that can change several times. As a young teen, I felt I should be a woman. 17 years later, I felt I should be a man again. Treatments to change the gender of a minor are very dangerous and irreversible. Children need time. And politicians like Gary Peters, who supports gender change treatments for minors, are taking that time away. As a young teen, I felt I should be a woman. 17 years later, I felt I should be a man again. Treatments to change the gender of a minor so that you cannot go through puberty causes damage. Sex change surgeries at 15 years old. This is legal child abuse Gary Peters and Joe Biden support gender change treatments for minors? It's not okay. All right, apart from being just absolutely horrible, um, they're horrible. They're, they're, this person, uh, Kevin Whit. I don't know what they went through in life. I don't know um, their situation. I do know that they are factually inaccurate in every statement that they made. And, um, and <laughs> that's dangerous. And I absolutely know that that's led to suicide um, because these arguments are put kids at risk um, by making them think that there is no place in the world for them. I I want to rail on this. I I'm going to let it sit where it's at because an entire just, episode about this. Yeah, and we don't need to. It just needs to be said that these these kind of arguments and and they get this person one person out of the millions of trans folk in the United States and around the world. Um. All they need is one person to yeah, one of them who clearly has deep-seated trans internal transphobia and homophobia, um, which we won't get into. But yeah, so yeah. and and they couldn't even get it right, which makes me wonder exactly how 
they were a part of the community if they if <laughs> the reality didn't even set in for them. Um, okay. Go do your drag, and I'm sure it's actually terrible, uh, or don't, as the case may be. I I I was listening to these in utter disbelief because I know people will use these excuses against their own kids, against everybody else. Can we just talk about the core element of it that is stupid? Is that this person is acting like doctors are going to hand it out like candy when really (laughs) it's like a decision that a parent and child would make together. Over a long period of time. It's not like they're just handing out you know surgeries you know these and these ads actually weren't even about hormone therapy they no. were just about because uh, they're not differentiating surgeries. anything then yeah, and you can't get stupid. surgery in america before you're 18 that i've heard of and i've been doing i've been researching this for 30 years um you can't get that it's just a blatant lie um yep. You're just you're just listening to what you want to hear, mm-hmm. and then the truth is, yeah, the, that really should tell you everything. You can't get the surgeries until you're 18, anyway. Isn't that you know? It just says a lot to me about these these types of ads. But I've heard this, you know, the the dad in Texas who um, whose child was trying to transition, and the dad said, no, no, no he's a guy and he he doesn't want to and he's being pushed into it by his mom and you know mom who had the kids therapists and doctors and all the people that had been treating the kid was like no this is you know this is who she is and the dad who didn't have any evidence um but the backing of a bunch of people was trying to fight all the way for for his kid to um not have any kind of treatment and the thing about the the hormones (laughs) the hormone blockers it suspends puberty it doesn't keep it from ever happening um the whole point of transition is actually like physical transition um is to go through a second puberty because the first one wasn't the right one Mm -hmm. and um you know some people choose not to do that and that that's how you go through this journey is up to you but to have people tell you what you shouldn't do to limit your ability um is just absolutely wrong and this person i don't think that i'm not actually mad at kevin witt because i don't think and I'm going to say it, I don't think he has his wits about him. Um, he he sounds like a very uh, malinformed person. I'll say it that way. And more part of dealing with issues that we don't know about. Right, right. Um, as long as uh. as long as he's found his way, that's great. But don't take that away from everybody else. Yeah, go make a go make a crappy YouTube video about it. Don't make yeah. ad campaigns that boil everything down to a 
And I know people, I know people who are going to use this. I know the people, I can name names of people who will bring this up. And because that, that, you know, it fits their narrative. So, um, you know, somebody was asking me what, and I, I think I said this in the last show, what the, uh, what legislation was, is needed. Um, and it really is just a culture change. People go out there and change the culture, you know, be the ambassadors and shut the stupidity and the lies down and bring humanity back into it. So anyway, dumb speech again. Yeah. Anything else? Um, before we go, I do have a quick plug. Uh, oh yeah that's right one of the shows that i've been podcasts that i've been working on literally all year um is finally out the first episode is out it's called um i think i'm mentioning it because i think listeners of this show will really like this other show it's Mm -hmm. called tilted lean in podcast lean in is a women's empowerment organization but this podcast is about really a lot of different things but the first episode is um called gender beyond the binary and it focuses on non-binary identity and the two big interviews are um joey soloway creator of transparent and uh jacob tobiah who's an actor artist and they wrote um sissy a coming of gender story which is their memoir and then that's getting turned into a tv show that i'm really looking forward to but their interviews are great this episode is amazing and you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts there you go thank you yay we'll put the link in the the notes Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yay. And now we're out of time. <laughs> Justin, do you want to take over our missing or Justin? Jeez. I've already trans I've already transcribed you. <laughs> Lucas. It's the hair. It's that's what's confusing me. Two boys. Okay. Uh I can read it. Are you ready? I'll try to read it like... No, I won't. Blooming Out is a production of WFHB Community Radio and produced by Melanie Davis and Cade Young. Lucas is our ecstatic engineer for Blooming Out and WFHB. I'm Justin Robertson. Thank you, Justin. I'm Lucas Fisher. And I'm Ireland Meach. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure who I am anymore. But remember, if everything were straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Be well, stay safe, speak truth, manifest equity, demand justice, and good night from your blooming out family. Just keep on pressing on.